Hi everyone, welcome back to this week's episode of Talk Toxic to Me. I'm your host, Samantha, and today we have Clarissa. Hello. So guys, let's talk about it. (laughs) I know, I know, it's been two months without a new episode. Honestly, I can't believe it's been two months. Time is just really getting away from me. (laughs) We haven't really been here we've just been busy we've been booked and busy Mm -hmm. and we haven't been here to be able to record i'm sorry clarissa brought up a good point she was like it's been two months of no content and yeah for (laughs) this but we've been everywhere else we've got content in other ways as far as you know traveling you know we went to finland um for a week back in march and then also like right after we got back from that we got in the car and drove from the state of florida to arizona to see taylor allison swift opening night <laughs> you've never seen taylor before right i haven't that was my first time yeah okay thoughts it was phenomenal probably the best show i've ever been to oh my god i love it i've seen her once and it was back in 2011 during the speak now tour but the Eras tour girlfriend no match upped her budget mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so good guys and i saw uh so there was four of us like that one as a group but we were all kind of scattered around the stadium yeah uh chelsea and i we won tickets oh i shouldn't say won tickets we paid for them during the redemption but it felt like a gift you know what i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> we paid for it but it was still a gift mm-hmm. we, we were chosen for that <laughs> redemption because <laughs> like, we had to request the tickets but we got section g on the floor so where it like comes out at the fullest extent we weren't in that section directly in the middle we were the one like to the left like if you were looking at the stage and we were in the fourth row i got maybe within five feet of miss swift herself (laughs) best night of my life amazing truly phenomenal i can't say enough great things about it but yeah (laughs) so anyways I guess getting back to it, getting back in the swing of things. Are you ready for your first story? I'm ready. I think I have like seven for you today. So we have quite a bit of stories. <laughs> All right. Am I the asshole for calling my ex a deadbeat in front of his family? I, 41 female, have a daughter, Sam, 14 female, with my ex-husband, Brian, 44 male. We divorced when she was four. Brian made a real effort to be a good father for the first couple of years after our divorce. But then, pretty much overnight, he seemed to lose interest in her. He stopped coming to parent-teacher nights, never came to any of her games, and stopped asking about them. Refused to pay child support, which I eventually stopped asking for. I have a well-paying job. Would forget to pick Sam up on days he said he would. Stopped asking to see her at holidays. On the rare occasions he remembered to pick her up, he would try and smooth everything over by buying her expensive gifts, and it worked for a really long time, but it started to wear off now, and Sam is starting to see through it. Sam has maintained a very close relationship with her paternal grandparents. Sam is a very accomplished field hockey player and represented our country internationally recently, and it's likely that she will be on the world championship team later this year. We returned two days ago, and yesterday her grandparents wanted to take her and the rest of the family to lunch to celebrate. Brian showed up 45 minutes late and didn't apologize. His parents were surprised and told him to behave. As Sam was recounting her time and summaries of the matches to her grandparents, Brian interjected and belittled her performance because she only scored one goal. Sam burst into tears and ran to the bathroom. I comforted her and she asked if we could go home. I agreed and told her to wait in the car while I got our stuff. 
When I returned to the table, Brian was defending himself against his parents and I snapped. I told him he was a deadbeat and recounted all the things mentioned above and that I wouldn't be surprised if Sam cuts him loose one day. Our daughter is wonderful and does not deserve to be treated like this. His parents seemed shocked as he clearly had given them the impression he's a good father. He threw a tantrum and stormed out. I apologized and left money for half of the check with his parents. Since then, Brian has sent me several messages and his parents texted to say they don't appreciate the scene I caused in the restaurant. I don't think I did anything wrong, but my parents agree with them. So maybe I did. Am I the asshole? Not the asshole. Not the asshole. He deserved that 100%. Like, you want to sit there, you want to cut out your kid, pretend like they don't exist and just show up when it's convenient for you. Nah, you should get publicly shamed. And the fact he belittled her. Like, yep. that sounds like that was a very important game. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, I don't know anything about field hockey, but that sounds like it was a pretty big deal and something of significance. And the fact that he not only missed it, didn't ask about it, whatever, he felt the need to be like, oh, well, you only scored one goal. Are you intimidated by a 14 year old? <laughs> Do you feel like you've done nothing with your life? So you feel like you need to take that away from her? Mm-hmm. That's very interesting. It's very telling of his character. Not that <laughs> the rest of us didn't already tell us that he sucks. <laughs> I don't understand how somebody can sit there and not be a part of anything and then think they have a say where they can be con- quote unquote constructive. Because I say quote unquote because that's not constructive. That's yeah. not helpful. That's not nice. No. Especially when he's not a part of anything. Mm-hmm. So keep your mouth shut. You were already late. You might as well have not even shown up. Period. The fact that he couldn't just be happy for her, but it sounds like he's very unhappy with himself. Mm-hmm. So I feel like when people are that way within themselves, they can't be happy for anyone else. Misery loves company. I can see where the grandparents are probably annoyed at the outburst being like wrong place, wrong time kind of situation. But this was needed. Oh, yeah. I feel like for everyone's sake, mama needed to get this out of her system. Because one, you're not going to look at my daughter as an accessory that you just want to, you know, when you when you feel like it. When it's convenient. That you want to be a part of her life. That's not how that works. And then the fact that you do actually spend some time with her, even though you were late and even though it's a group situation, and what you do is you end up making her cry. No, 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 no. Make him cry. Not above violence. <laughs> Oh, no. What is his name? Hold on. That's that's from that TikTok guy. What is his name? Oh, his name is Leo. Okay. I think I've seen some of his videos pop up on my For You page. He's got a podcast called Aware and Aggravated. I love that. I can't think of his last name, but I know his name's Leo, and he's hilarious. <laughs> he's got merch that says Not Above Violence. Yeah, so I couldn't imagine being in the mom's shoes and seeing all this unfold, knowing what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, no, I would have snapped. No, 100%. And he deserved exactly what was said to him. Because at the end of the day, she deserves a better parent. But that's... No, it just... To be an absent parent and then think you have an opinion. You don't. Mm -mm. Shut up and sit down. Be happy you are even included. (laughs) Exactly. And then for the grandparents to defend him. I understand, like we said earlier, that generation is more of like, you just keep things quiet, keep it in the house. But no, embarrass him. Air him out. Exactly, because obviously the grandparents didn't know that he was being a bad parent. Yeah. She got upset because she got caught. That part. (laughs) So overall vote on this one, not the asshole. Top comment. You shouldn't have made a scene in the restaurant, 
and then in all caps, because he shouldn't have created the situation so much, not the asshole. Snaps. And then someone else commented and said, also, OP, go for the child support. Remember, it's not for you. It's for Sam. That's money that can help her someday. If you slash she doesn't need it right now, put it in savings for her later. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Yeah. Because even if it's $200 a month and she's 14, that's four years of $200 a month. Just like from a right now cut off looking into the next four years. I could help pay for her college if she wanted to go to college yeah. or help her with an apartment or like, you know, living expenses. Two years from now, getting her first car, like, mm-hmm. and you never know what situation you're going to be in and two, four, even one year. Yeah. All right. Next story. Am I the asshole for ruining a proposal at a wedding? So I, 27 male, am a part-time DJ. I mostly DJ just for family and friends. I'm not really professional. Just do it for a little side cash from time to time. Last weekend, I got invited to DJ on the cheap at a wedding for a friend of a friend. At the wedding, while everyone was on the dance floor, one of the guests, we'll call him Kevin, approached me and asked if I could play the song Golden Hour. It was an odd request because at the time, all the guests were literally hopping around and dancing, but I was told to take all requests, so I did it anyways. When I started playing it, the dance floor started to clear up, and then Kevin invited a woman onto the dance floor, and they started slow dancing for a bit. A few people joined them, including the bride and groom. Then at that one part of the song, Kevin got down on one knee and I knew right away that he was going to propose. I didn't think it was right, especially because they were in the middle of the dance floor with all eyes on them and I kind of felt like if this happened, I would take the fault because I was the one that put on a romantic song out of nowhere. So instead of letting that happen, as soon as he pulled out the box, I started to play Boogie and I turned up the volume instead. After that, Kevin just side-eyed me and got up and everyone else sat down. After that, nothing else really happened and the tension was very thick. After the wedding, no one really brought it up and I obviously thought that I wasn't the asshole and the friend that was friends with the bride said that I wasn't. But then a bunch of the family started to message me. It turns out that Kevin was the bride's brother and the family kept asking why I did that. I told them that proposing at someone else's wedding was not appropriate. They told me that I shouldn't have an opinion because I was just the DJ, and now Kevin got publicly humiliated because some people knew that this was going to happen, so they were taking videos and live on Instagram so all their friends could see. I responded with, that would have made the newlyweds hurt, but then they came back with, you shouldn't have assumed that the bride didn't want that. That part got me thinking because I was mostly communicating with the bride about arrangements and she was very chatty before the wedding, but after that, she kept giving me one word answers. So I assumed she is mad at me, but then again, when she paid me, she almost doubled the amount for what I was asking for with a generous tip. So I'm not sure if the bride actually knew. I think she would have told me, but am I the asshole for just assuming? I would say not the asshole. Better safe than sorry at the end of the day. I would say not the asshole. I think it's weird and i know that this is a personal opinion and it might be a hot take but i think it's so weird when people propose at other people's weddings yes that day is not about you not at all and i know that especially if it's done really like well that it's a very romantic setting and everything is great but you're profiting off of the work and time and effort that other people put into their day yep if you want a romantic atmosphere plan your own proposal Mm -hmm. it just seems like the cheap way to get out 
Yeah. And then like, oh, all of our friends and family, are they're already there. Yeah. For someone else's day. It's yeah. not about you. That's like pregnancy announcements at weddings. No. It's not about you. <laughs> exactly. And like, I guess it's fine if like the bride and groom are in on it and like they're cool with it. But that conversation should have been had with all, you know, mm-hmm. everyone of like that could have some potential impact on the day mm-hmm. beforehand. Like any vendors that need to know any like important, like how they had the people live streaming and recording, they should have told yep. the DJ or like whenever he walked up there to say, hey, I want to request a song. He should have said, I'm about to propose to my girlfriend. At least he could have said that. And, you know, I'm the bride's brother. They're in on it. They're cool with it. Just to give him like at least a heads up. Yep. Because he did what he was supposed to do. He protected the interests of the people paying him. Mm-hmm. If I was that bride, I'd be mad. Yeah, That's I would have been like no go. Like, mm-mm. it's not how that goes. The day's about me, and that might make me sound like a bridezilla. But I didn't even have a wedding. <laughs> I avoided all of this. <laughs> I eloped. I was not doing all of this, and now here we are, almost three years later, and I still do not regret that decision because weddings are just situations where so much happens, and it's so stressful, and it was expensive, more than likely, and you always hear these stories of brides and grooms being like oh the day flew by i just i didn't even get a chance to like experience it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and it's like you did all this effort and you put you dealt with so much crap from everybody because at the end of the day it's their wedding but no one treats it like it's their wedding everyone's got an input everyone's got to say it's like i don't see you paying for anything (laughs) (laughs) no that's accurate though didn't pay all that money to watch somebody else get engaged yeah if it's uh -uh. no i don't care who it is at the end of the day i paid all this money i did all these plans go find your own venue so let me ask you this with the bride you know she was being short in the text or whatever but the fact that she paid him double and left him a generous tip how do we think she felt about it oh i think she was probably really pissed at the couple for trying to uh propose at her wedding but he like cut it off so she's like yes thank you i wonder if she knew like that this was going to happen but she was pressured by her family that's always a possibility because this is her brother and it's like the family they're the ones that are mad mm-hmm. so i wonder if her parents were like you shouldn't really like i wonder if her parents maybe helped pay for the wedding and they were like well we paid for it so this is gonna happen and you don't really get to say because we paid for it and, but, <laughs> she, but she didn't actually want it to happen you know what i mean well because no who wants the spotlight taken off of them on their day yeah so i wonder if she was she has to like fake it for the family and be like oh yeah that wasn't cool but then she was like hey actually here thank you (laughs) don't listen to my words look at my actions (laughs) exactly (laughs) especially to have given that much of a tip yeah 100 percent. i would be thanking him yeah i don't i personally don't think op's the asshole no so we're all vote not the asshole so majority of people agreed with us i love that (laughs) top comment if the bride knew this was going to happen and approved it, she should have told you beforehand. Going with not the asshole. Your heart was in the right place. Protect the bride and groom's day. All right, next story. Dun, 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 dun. Am I the asshole for opting out of my best friend's wedding because they didn't invite my girlfriend? My 28 male childhood best friend, Brad, 28 male, is getting married in late May to Vicky, 26 female. A week ago, on Easter, I received his wedding invite, which only listed my name, but not my girlfriend, Mary, 28 females. For context, Brad, Mary, and I have known each other since high school. We were in the same friend group. Mary and I live about two hours away from Brad and Vicky. 
Because Mary is a nurse, she doesn't always have the time to visit Brad and Vicky with me, so I go alone most of the time, but when she's able to join, she does. Mary has met Vicky and seen her around 10 times in the past four years that Vicky has been with Brad. Mary and I have been together for six years total, and we do plan on getting engaged and married once we are more financially settled. So I asked Brad if Mary is invited and they just forgot to mention her name, to which he replied that Vicky is very strict about some rules and in order to cut down costs, she's enforcing a no ring, no bring rule for the wedding. So since Mary is just a girlfriend and doesn't have a ring to imply some formality, then she's not invited. I reminded Brad that Mary and I have been together longer than he's been with Vicky and that Mary is also his friend, not just my partner. He says he knows and tried to talk Vicky out of it, but she's very strict with that. I let it go and I was in a dilemma about whether I should go to the wedding or not because of that. Mary told me she's not happy about the situation, but I should go to avoid more drama. So I called them to tell them that I'll attend. Vicky picked up the phone and said she's sorry about making me uncomfortable by not inviting Mary, but these are the rules. I said I respect the rules, but I'm not necessarily happy about it though. She then, for some reason, started being harsh about how Mary and I are not in a serious enough relationship if after knowing each other for so long and being together for six years, we are not engaged yet, and joked that, after all, you never know what tomorrow brings and I could break up with Mary any time since we haven't shown any true signs of commitment. I confronted her and told her that it's not her place to invalidate Mary and I's relationship and that it's really low of her to use a dumb rule just to shame and micromanage long-term couples who, for whatever reason, haven't gotten married yet. I said I'll pass after all and not attend the wedding. She and Brad said I'm disrespecting them and their choices by choosing Mary over their wedding day, and I said I don't care. Keep your rules and I'll keep my relationship because it's more important than any exclusive rule that only exists in order to shame people. I've been receiving a lot of backlash from other friends for that choice who said I'm an asshole for being so bitter about something so small. But to me, it's not small. They invalidated Mary and I's relationship. Not the asshole. Not the asshole. Because here's the thing. He's not not going because of the rule. He's not going because Vicky invalidated him and Mary's relationship. Mm -hmm. Oh, you guys have been together six years, but you're not even engaged. Please. Like, that's the vibe. That's how I read that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? She literally could have just left it alone and he'd have been like, yeah, I'm coming. I just can't take her. I'm not super thrilled. I can't bring my significant other, but this is your wedding at the end of the day. But to blatantly just be like, yeah, sorry, because you haven't paid for a ring, which it doesn't really affect her whether they're married or not. Exactly. And then to sit there and just be like, yeah, no, sorry. Y'all aren't married, so you're not official. You're just a little like playing house. I think Vicky doesn't like Mary. There's a good chance of that. Because Mary, if she's been friends with Brad and OP since high school, maybe she's jealous of that relationship. And she's like, you know what? I don't even want her there. And this is the reason I'm going to give. Mm-hmm. There's a really good chance of that. Because to OP's point, her and Brad are friends. So it's not even just about Mary and OP being together. Brad and Mary have that established relationship also. And they're 28. So that's like at least 10 plus years of friendship. Mm-hmm. She and doesn't like that. That's what I'm saying. Because they've been only been together for like four years. Mm-hmm. But even then, like, for her to sit there and just make this rule. And I wonder how many people she's like 
opting out not coming to the wedding because of it i don't know i feel like that is crazy but the fact that everyone's giving them crap because it's like oh you're being bitter over this rule it's not the rule yeah that's i, I think that part is being left out it's literally the bride it is the bride it, it's probably the bride only telling her side of the story yeah she's probably like oh op he doesn't want to come because the no ring no bring blah 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 blah. but it's like no you mm-hmm. said oh well your relationship's not that serious like you were invalidating them mm-hmm. why would he want to come and support you no not at all if he was going it'd be literally just for brad yep but also brad get your girl mm-hmm. why are you cool with this why are you which i know planning weddings are stressful people will snap and you know you see some ugly parts of people but still he can understand that and still check her mm-hmm. and be like, hey, I understand that you're under a lot of stress and I understand you don't like people questioning these rules, but that's not cool. Yep. And, and then still hold her accountable. The same way Brad is trying to protect Vicky on this rule that she made, mm-hmm. they have to understand that OP is protecting Mary. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you're not marrying your friends. Mm-hmm. You have your significant other. That's the person at the end of the day that you need to be backing. Yeah, that's your number one. And although Mary was fine with him going to the wedding, he was like, yeah, no, after that conversation, I would just simply rather not. I get that. I don't blame him. I don't think he's the asshole at all. (laughs) No. So overall vote on this one, not the asshole. As it should be. Top comment, not the asshole. What a stupid role. And stupid in this instance for many specific reasons. First of all, Mary and Brad were in the same high school friend group, so it could be easily argued that she could be invited purely based on being his friend and totally independent of her relationship with you. Second, using marriage as a parameter of commitment is insane. So by bride's logic, if cousin Chad gets drunk in Vegas and marries a girl he's been dating for two weeks, she would get an invite while your girlfriend of six years would not? That is so dumb. To top all of this off, you were initially willing to let it go and just come anyhow. But then the bride had to double down and insult your relationship to your face. That just sucks. Groom needs to step up and be a good friend and tell bride she's being ridiculous. Period. Then, OP commented back to that. Oh, I love this. I really tried to look past so much stuff and go to the wedding just to honor my friend. I was willing to let go of the fact that Brad didn't even invite Mary not as my girlfriend, but as his friend. They're friends, for God's sake. The fact that she's in a relationship with me now doesn't change the fact that we were all friends. But it's like Vicky wanted to rub it in my face about the no ring, no bring thing and how insignificant my relationship with Mary is to her. That's gross. Petty and jealous. Yep, that's what I'm getting. Yeah. Mm. I hope that the the groom does check his bride. Because obviously we don't have a follow up at this point. Mm-hmm. But I hope he does check her and be like, hey, that was hideous. Yeah. All right. Next story. And this one, I think it's going to have you angry. <laughs> that doesn't take much. Am I the asshole for not serving my husband leftovers? <laughs> I have been off the last four days, so I finally had a chance to do some spring cleaning. I deep cleaned the whole house. Yes, this did take all four days. I did bathrooms, fans, oiled wood tables, opened and cleaned windows, everything. My husband sees I'm off and I have had to serve him every meal since I've been home. 90% of the time, I don't mind. Yesterday, I was tired and was making steaks for dinner, so I didn't feel like making breakfast omelets too. 
He got upset and I ended up making both breakfast and dinner since I didn't want to fight, but he says I made a face. After dinner last night, I packed up leftovers and made it clear that I would not be making anything tomorrow. Everyone agreed since I worked today. When he got off work this morning, I served him something quick to eat. I have a hotel booked for this weekend for us. I was trying on clothes and packing when he asked me to heat up his leftovers. I said, I told you yesterday I wasn't making anything today. He responded with, you're going to make a problem overheating something up on my birthday month? I responded with, I'm tired and explained yesterday you keep making problems with me over food. He turned it around and said, no, you're making the problems over food. You just don't want to serve me anything anymore. Cancel the reservation. I'm not going anywhere. Thanks for ruining my birthday month. Now, I did heat the leftovers, which of course he refused to eat. And the reservation is too late to cancel. So now I'm out of that money too. Not the asshole. I would be going on vacation. <laughs> Screw that man. Absolutely not. Literally, when I read that, I was like, okay, good. I didn't want you to go anyways. Yeah, exactly. Go I'll pack my stuff. I won't be out no money. You just gonna be on your own. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a you problem. How do you feel about A, the fact that he expects all of his meals made or reheated, apparently, and B, it's his birthday month, Clarissa. A grown man. Birthday month. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> she said world's smallest violin. Oh, literally. Oh, I can't, I can't deal with that. Like, it's one thing when you every now and then, like, serve the food or, like, how she says she doesn't mind doing it most of the time. But she literally established the day before, hey, you're on your own, kid. Not the Taylor Swift lyric. <laughs> Not the Taylor Swift lyric. Miss Swifty over there. But it's just, like... She established this to begin with. And then yeah. you're going to sit there and be disrespectful when she's trying to pack so y'all can have a great time for what seems like his birthday trip. Mm -hmm. Nah, you can stay in this house by yourself. I really don't care. And the fact he's going to have a hissy fit and cancel the birthday trip just because she wouldn't reheat his food. Yeah, honestly, I would like to know what he does for work. Just please be serious. Like, I, I can't. <laughs> Reading this, I felt like I was losing brain cells. I was... I mean, is he unable to fend for himself? What? And I wasn't getting that from the story. No. So what is he doing? Nothing, obviously. It <laughs> sounds like she not only has a job at work, but her role in the household is also a job. Yes. He doesn't look at her as a loving partner. He looks at her as a maid. Yeah. And a chef. Yeah. And laundry service. All the things. All of it. That's disgusting. That's gross. I would be calling an attorney... On my way to yeah. the hotel. <laughs> yeah. I hope she goes and enjoys herself on that trip because there's no way I would be out that money. I would just look no. at you and I would be like, sucks to suck. And I would walk out the house with my stuff. Mm -hmm. Extend it. Extend the hotel. But like, I'm sorry. If you don't want to go, that sucks. It sounds like you really need some space. Yeah. So I'll give you that. And I'm going to yeah. <laughs> <gonna I>, go. <laughs> it sounds like your maid service is taking a vacation. Have a good day. Yes. <laughs> Oh, no, I don't. I don't do well with that. I don't do well with the whole like servant thing in the household. Mm -hmm. Like at the end of the day, you made a commitment to be partners. I hate that mindset. Oh, yeah. That old timey mindset where it's like, OK, the woman is in charge of the house and all this and she's going to pamper me. No, no, no. Mm -mm. absolutely not. <laughs> no, no, that's not to say that I don't cook for John and stuff sometimes, but it's it's appreciated, not expected. Exactly. And that's the difference. With this one, it's expected. Yes, it's expected. He doesn't appreciate it. No. He's just, it's like, you need to get up and go do it. Ooh, no. Ugh. No. <laughs> it's the 
so disgusting. That's so gross. Not above violence. <laughs> Not above violence. <laughs> Leo, you get it. Ooh, that's... You weren't wrong. That one did make me mad. As soon as I read it when I was picking these out, I was like, that one is going to set Chloris off. It is. It out... out, out. <laughs> oh. It actively does. Because I just... I, I can't deal with the whole, like, you have to serve me mentality. Because you're also not paying me. Because it's like he's treating her as less than him. She's property. The fact that people genuinely have this mindset is astonishing to me. Because are you dumb? <laughs> How? I, I, I don't get it. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> All right. So overall vote on this one. Not the asshole. Period. Top comment. His birthday month? <laughs> what? <laughs> Hun, it sounds like you have a job, and yet you are also in charge of all household chores and all food preparation, and your husband can't heat up his own leftovers? Are his arms broken? <laughs> and then refusing to eat the food when you made it for him? He's straight up abusive. This relationship is wildly unbalanced. Mm -hmm. You need to get into individual therapy and deprogram from this being anywhere near normal. It's not. Not the asshole. She said... You need to, and my mind went to divorce. And then she said therapy, and I was like, divorce. <laughs> he can go seek therapy on his own or find somebody else, but, like, divorce. All right, next story. <laughs> I, I got to, like, come down from that one, because that one just, like, my skin crawls. <laughs> Am I the asshole for telling my parents that some traditions need to end and they do not need to tell my wife and I what they think of it because we don't care. My family has a name that has traditionally been used for the first boy in each family for generations. I'm James Lawrence. Two of my cousins, my dad and three of his cousins, my grandfather, my great-grandfather and his cousin, my great-great-grandfather and my great-great-great-grandfather all had the same name. One of my cousins is expecting his first son and has already announced he will be continuing the tradition. So in another month, we will have nine living members of the family named James Lawrence. My wife and I are expecting a son. We already decided we would not be continuing the tradition. I never wanted to continue it. Having the same name as so many living family members has been the biggest pain in my behind and I am the same age as one of my cousins and we grew up five minutes from each other and went to the same schools. When I tell you it brought so many complications into my life, I am not exaggerating. My parents were so excited when they heard we were having a boy and I told them immediately that we were not naming him James Lawrence. I told them the tradition as far as my side of the family is concerned has ended and I will not encourage it to be continued by my children in the future, but of course it is up to them ultimately. My parents did not like it and started asking what we did plan to name our son. We told them they would find out in time and he would be born before we announced his name. Ever since, they have attempted to tell my wife and I how hurt they are about our decision and how they think it's a bad one. When they realized how little I cared, they focused more on my pregnant wife and attempted with their thoughts on it to guilt her. So I put my foot down recently and told them some traditions need to end and they do not need to tell us what they think of that because we don't care and we will not change our minds based on what they think or want. My parents told me I was being callously dismissive seeing as they themselves love the tradition and always believed I would love it one day too. I told them they believed that because they never listened to me, but they need to accept it. My parents stormed off and told me I need to grow up and realize I have a childish hatred for the tradition. Am I the asshole? Not the asshole. 
not the asshole. No. Coming from somebody, oh, in my family, it's a much smaller scale. But my grandpa, my dad, and my brother all have the same name. And when my brother had his kid, my dad straight up told him, like, hey, you're good. Yeah. Like, there doesn't, you don't have to do a fourth. It's okay. Mm -hmm. And so, like, my nephew, he got the middle name, but not the first name. Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of differential there. But it's just, like, it's, like, too many people with the same name. I love that they have a family tradition. But also, at the same time, it's his right to name his son whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. Just let them live. They told you immediately. They never even tried to like be like, oh, you don't know. <laughs> no, they told you immediately. Hey, we're not doing this. Well, and he even said, if you'd have paid any attention to me, you'd have seen that I didn't like this tradition since I was a kid. So mm-hmm. it's not like this should be news to them. Oh, and it's, you know what it is. How parents, you'll bring up stuff that happened in your childhood and they're like, that never happened. Oh my gosh, blah, blah, blah. They have selective memories. It was a Tuesday for you. It was trauma for me. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so i understand they love the tradition they want to see the tradition keep going but at the end of the day traditions end they do and they change and yeah that stinks that you know it's not playing out the way that you would hoped maybe your grandson will want to name his future kid if he has one james lawrence who knows what the future holds other than your son is not naming his kid that yeah that's just a lot anyways. Like, even just from an outsider perspective, could you imagine going to that family reunion? James! And then you just hear, like, a plethora of, hello, 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 hello. No. <laughs> I just wish parents, too, let their kids live. You had the choice to name your kid James Lawrence, and you chose that. Mm-hmm. Now it's your kid's turn to make that same decision, and they chose differently, and that's okay. Yep. But they don't want to accept that. A lot of parents just want to vicariously live through their children, even though they've already made those decisions. And I think a lot of parents, too, have a hard time differentiating between their kids being kids and their kids being grown adults that can make their own decisions. Hello. Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. (laughs) (laughs) No, I feel that. Yeah, you get it. I get it. I feel like my parents have gotten a lot better with respecting my decisions. Because they understand that, hey, I'm gr- I think, too, moving away helped, like, have that geographical, <laughs> you know what I mean? So they don't have that, like, sense of control. But my parents have pretty much chilled out. And they, especially my mom, understands that, okay, you guys are grown. None of your decisions have led you to death or bodily harm yet. <laughs> so, like, you're fine. Like, I, you have a grasp on what you're doing. Uh, my dad is really coming around to, like, understanding and, like, seeing me as an individual and not necessarily as his little kid anymore you know i'm almost 30 i mean not really i'm 26 26 26. yeah closer to 30 than 20 we don't talk about it (laughs) we don't talk about that i let me live in my delusion (laughs) but it's just my my parents my dad's pretty good like he's like yeah you're you're fine Mm -hmm. you've made it thus far mom not so much like she's she still has a pretty heavy hold and that's, I think that's maybe not exactly what's happening here, but I feel like that has something to do with it where it's like, they don't see him as his own person. So they're like, well, why aren't you doing what we want you to do? Yep. Like we have made this decision for you. Do Respect it. it. And it's like, no, that's not how this works. So now they're taking it as, oh, well, you're just being overdramatic and you're doing this and like almost acting like he's 
just be, like rebelling against them but it's his own it's what you said mm-hmm. in that one episode rebel without a cause mm-hmm. but it's like that's not it at all it's deeper than that for him and if you would have listened to him you would have known that it wasn't a phase mom like <laughs> like he hates the tradition he's they're not try- gonna continue it they're trying to gaslight him yeah because like so they're saying it's childish and everything they're trying to make him change his mind into what they believe is correct mm-hmm. and that's not how it works you don't have kids to control them no so anyways overall vote not the asshole top comment definitely not the asshole no offense but your parents are pretty narcissistic and childish themselves i would have freaked out on them by now congrats on the baby i hope they love their name and then op responded to that and said i hope so too but i also know how easy it can be for parents to think they know what their kid will like and be wrong so i plan to be open-minded and let my kid choose what suits him best when he can verbalize that exactly and that's what it's all about it's about listening to your child because at the end of the day they're still an individual yeah they're still a person yep when they're little little yeah you need to guide them and teach them and everything but at the end of the day when they get to that point where they're ready to go off on their own and do their own thing you need to be able to trust that you did the best you could Mm -hmm. and that's all it comes down to yep all right next story Am I the asshole for enrolling my stepdaughter in boarding school despite my husband's wishes? Now, this one, I feel like I will give a heads up. I feel like the title is misleading. I'm hoping so. Because I saw the face that you just made. And that was the face that I made when I first read it. But it's not what you're expecting. Because I was expecting a parent trap situation. Yeah. Where it's like Meredith is like, oh, you little (laughs) brat. But it's not that. So disclaimer. The title is misleading. Asterisk. I, 29 female, am married to Sam, 51 male, and have one stepdaughter, Laura, 16 female. Laura's mom, Kate, died when she was a baby, but Sam has always kept her image alive in Laura's life by keeping Kate's family and friends in Laura's life. Kate went to a boarding school when she was a teen and even went back to teach there for a while. It was the best time of her life according to videos she took when she was there and from what her family and friends told us. Laura has always wanted to go there when she was a kid, but we said no as it was too far. It's in a neighboring country, and she was too young. But now that she's older, she is more decided on going there. Sam keeps saying no. He's worried that she might become distant from him living so far away and that she might fall into bad company. I disagree. I think at 16, she's more than responsible enough, and it will only be for two years. He still kept saying no, and Laura was pressuring me to convince him. I kept being stuck between them. The deadline kept coming nearer and Laura kept crying to me about it and begging me, so I decided to go ahead and apply. She needed me to pay the application fee. Even though Sam was against it, he knew I was applying. She got in and I went ahead and paid the tuition. Sam is now very mad at me. He says I had no right and the mood around our house is intense. Kate's parents agree with me, as do my in-laws, but my sister-in-law says I had no right. Am I the asshole? I don't know what to do. How do I convince him? I have a really hard time with that one because I, for the kid point of view, I don't think she's the asshole. But she is the step parent. Well, there are edits. And I feel like for this story, because I know we normally like talk about it and then we come back and read the edits. I The edits, I feel like we should read first in the story. Okay. Edit. I am Laura's legal guardian, so I can legally send her. Even though Laura doesn't call me mom, she and I have a very close relationship. The reason we are close is partly because I always respected Kate and her memory and never tried to take over. Kate is mom and will always be, but I'm important to Laura too. 
please stop undermining my role in her life just because we're not related by blood. One reason I applied is that if I didn't, she would never get to apply again. The school doesn't accept students for older grades, so it was now or never. Sam still has till August to change his mind, but if he doesn't, Lord knows she has to stay. The other reason is that if I didn't, it would damage our relationship with Laura. She has wanted this since she could remember. She grew up watching videos Kate took when she was there. It's her dream to go where her mom went, to be close to her. It's where Kate spent the best years of her life and the last years of her life as she died only four months after moving to our current country and giving birth. If this ends up breaking Sam and me up, it's a cost I'm willing to take as long as Laura gets to live her dream. Edit two, she hasn't gone yet. She doesn't go till September. I just applied because it was the last call for applications. I understand why she did it. I don't think she's the asshole. I don't think she's the asshole. No. I think the dad is terrified to lose his daughter the same way he did his wife. That's what I'm getting also. I think he has some unresolved stuff he needs to deal with. Yeah. And he's got more of like a death grip on his daughter because he went through that with her mom. But also, he's got to understand by trying to keep her close, he's pushing her away. Yeah, because it's not going to go over well, especially since this, she grew up watching those videos of her mom there. And, -hmm. like, this has always been a dream that she had. And, I mean, she paid the tuition and everything, so obviously they can afford it now. I guess at one point, the overall vote was asshole. Right now, it's not the asshole. Because she added another edit and said, edit three, judgment is I'm the asshole. And fine, I accept it. I still would have done the same. This school was a massive part of Kate's life and identity. Kate spent seven years of school there, went to a university close by, and worked at the school part-time, then worked there full-time till she had to move to our country to give birth to Laura, and after four months, she died. Kate's death traumatized Sam, and despite my insistence, he hasn't gone to therapy for it. Sam's reasons for not letting Laura go have all to do with his paranoia toward losing her like he lost Kate. I believe I have done the best decision for Laura, and these comments have only reinforced that. Most of the asshole votes have more to do with hatred of step-parents and slut-shaming me for our age difference than what was best for Laura. Edit 4. Logging off now, I will talk to Sam about him getting therapy. His paranoia has been an issue with him and Laura before. He even wanted to get the 360 app one time, but I said no. I have to do what's best for her. If I have to pick between her happiness and him, I will pick her every time. I appreciate that for Laura. Yeah, when we went to New York, my mom wanted to, um, she was like, you should share your location with me so that way I know you're safe. And I was like, I'm not opening that door with you. Because what was that, 2019? So that was four years ago. Like, we were like 22. We ended up, we ended up still not doing that. But she was like, yeah, so that way I can make sure you're safe. And I'm like, no, we're not opening that door. Like, I, we don't need to do that. And it's not so much because I do anything wrong, but it's just, it's a little intrusive. And we've had the conversation like my mom understands why i am on my grounds about the way it is and it hasn't come up in a while so that's good it's just yeah no when we went to new york that was it goes circles back to the thing of not seeing your kids as adults yeah you still see them as little kids that need to be protected Mm -hmm. that's not how it works no well i mean i moved overseas when i was 18 and i would go off and she'd be like text me when you get home and i'm like what if i don't go home are you going to fly halfway across the world? Yeah, because she still wanted you to have a curfew. <laughs> yeah. It's just, 
we're learning boundaries. And although, like we just discussed, we're almost 30. Like, I'm not married. I don't have kids. Like, I live by myself. Like, all the fun things. And so, I've told my parents before, like, y'all don't see me as an adult yet because I don't have that significant other. Rather than seeing me as an adult, sometimes, frequently, they still see me as a kid. Yeah. And I feel like that is how... OP's husband is starting to approach that which I mean his daughter is still 16 she is still technically a kid but if he doesn't start working on that now it's going to progress and it's going to cause issues in their relationship it's going to get worse like between him and his daughter because she's going to want that freedom she's going to Mm -hmm. want independence and she'll always have negative feelings towards him for not letting her go to the school because she wants to feel close to her mom Mm -hmm. that's completely understandable At the end of the day, OP is making the correct decision for the kid. Yeah, and OP didn't send her off. OP just applied and paid the tuition. So if she, if her dad changes his mind, she can go. Because if she wouldn't have applied, she would that door would be permanently closed. Yep. At least this way, there's an option. Exactly. I hope she gets to go. I hope so too. I don't think she's the asshole. No. So overall vote, not the asshole. Top comment. Not the asshole. If anything, you're trying to keep his daughter from hating him. Preventing her from going is what will create the distance he's trying to prevent. Like, lifelong cutoff. Mm-hmm. And he, he will want to uh, sit there and be like, well, I don't understand why this happened. I don't understand why my daughter doesn't want anything to do with me. Well, something that was very important to her, that she wanted to feel close to her mom, you told her no because you were scared. Yep. Go to therapy if he doesn't want to lose his daughter i mean he's got he i mean his feelings are valid right Mm -hmm. like that's something traumatic to have to experience but also it's your responsibility to seek help to process those emotions so the thing that you're trying to avoid doesn't happen because of your actions well and on top of that i know that you know he loved his wife and everything and all of that but the same way that you respect the dead respect the living she deserves to still have a life even though her mom's not here yeah like just because her mom's life was cut short doesn't mean that you can keep your daughter from ever even having a life mm-hmm. you can't protect your kids from everything no because at the end of the day what's going to happen is going to happen regardless and eventually they grow up they do so thank you for coming to our ted talk about that <laughs> Welcome back after two months of no content. Yep. (laughs) We're really coming at y'all with this one. (laughs) All right. The last story I think is a little bit more lighthearted. I think it's funny. This was a roller coaster of emotions today, guys. I know. This episode was a little crazy. We had happy. We had sad. We had angry. (laughs) We had to hit all the bases because it's been two months. Exactly. (laughs) All right. So this one, and this is the last story of the day. Am I the asshole for having a celebration dinner after my brother's divorce? I love it. <laughs> my brother just got his divorce finalized. No one in the family liked his wife. She was not a nice person, i.e. she'd ask for ideas on what to, quote, spend his money on, end quote, was the type of person that celebrated her birthday for two weeks and expected everyone to do the same. There were many arguments over that when people in our family didn't show up for each and every event she planned or wore shirts that she'd make for her birthday, interrupt when people were talking to talk about herself, 
go running to our mother anytime she asked for something and my brother told her no. The tipping point was when our mother was going through chemo. She had issues with her feet swelling and would elevate them while resting on the couch. The one time we all came to visit, my brother brought his wife and she just took the pillow out from under mom's feet to use it in a chair because she was tired. What? Aside from expressing our concerns when they first started dating, we never said anything to him and tolerated her for his sake to not push him away and just griped amongst ourselves. Now they're divorced. The day that it was finalized, I took my brother out for dinner and invited some of our friends that hadn't been able to see him because of his wife. While we were at the restaurant, I toasted his new chapter in life. Someone said, real classy, and it turned out one of ex-sister-in-law's friends now works at the restaurant. We finished our dinner, left, and went out for a while longer. I got home, and while watching a show with my wife, my phone was going off with notifications. All messages from my ex-sister-in-law chewing me out for celebrating their divorce. Since my wife wanted to know who was messaging me, I showed her the messages, and she's of the mind that while she understands why no one liked my ex-sister-in-law, celebrating their divorce and toasting it was a prick move. She thought I had been exaggerating when I said I was taking my brother out to celebrate. It's been a few days and my wife is still shaking her head at me. Am I the asshole? Not the asshole. Not That's the funny. asshole. No. Have a whole party. Honestly. I would be celebrating. I'm lucky that my brother's girlfriend is awesome. I couldn't imagine, though. In this situation, I am like, I'm petty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're celebrating. We're sparing no, no cost. What, what do you want? We'll have a weekend getaway. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Especially if they're a close family and they had to be around her all the time. Oh, yeah. This is a celebration for all of us, not just you. Oh, yeah. None of us have to deal with her anymore. Thank God. Because he deserves so much better from what it sounded like. Yeah. Mm-mm. Run to mommy anytime your husband tells you no. <laughs> not even her mom. No, run to his, his mom. mom. And to take the pillow away from the mom who's dealing with chemo. What? That is horrible. No, she deserves everything that's coming to her. That is so funny. And at least he said, here's to your new chapter or next chapter, whatever it was. Not just a, hey, thank you for finally dumping her. <laughs> like, we hated her. Like, at least, it, like, I mean, they could have had fireworks. They could have been so much more. It was just a dinner and a little toast. Like, sorry, your friend snitch. Yeah, honestly. And then for the friend to be like real classy. Honey, you know what you're friends with. Also, she works at the restaurant. So why are you having this conversation with them? while on the clock that's a quick way for you to get in trouble with your job oh yeah it's not worth it no like i know if you feel some type of way that's fine go snitch to your friend afterwards but like you're at work you have to keep it professional well if she's friends with the ex sister-in-law she's not professional clarissa (laughs) clarissa is very petty (laughs) y'all like in a loving way but like homegirl can be petty and she's also very problematic when you're playing video games (laughs) That's fresh on my noggin because we were playing Mario Karts last night and tell me why homegirl kept coming in 12th and was talking trash to me. And I kept whooping her behind. I was coming in first and she still was sitting there running her mouth. She being so petty. She was in first place like the vast majority and then like the last race. I was like, well, there's nowhere to go but down from here. Rebel without a cause, man. It's the chaos. It's the chaos inside. Oh my God. My Pisces self just wants to stir the pot. But I don't even feel like that's the Pisces. What is your rising? So we're... Your Pisces moon. No, Pisces sun. Pisces sun. I think it's an Aquarius moon and a Gemini rising. It's the Gemini. (laughs) It's the Gemini. (laughs) Let me... 
Just double check that. I want to say that's what it is. While she pulls that up, I am a Capricorn sun, a Taurus moon, and a Leo rising. Are we surprised? Are we shocked? (laughs) All my astrology girls, like, let me know. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, I was correct. Uh, Sun, Pisces, moon, Aquarius, rising, and Gemini. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Anyways, we got super sidetracked. So... (laughs) <laughs> we should just have like another podcast where we just talk like we don't actually do like stories and stuff we just talk about like our chaos we should record ourselves while we're cooking <laughs> i have like a little cooking show mm-hmm. like selena call us <laughs> anywho overall vote on this one not the asshole period <laughs> top comment not the asshole there could have been balloons and a cake but you kept it low-key it's not your fault your ex-sister-in-law's friend snitched <laughs> that part it's accurate though go run your mouth to somebody that cares because it's not me <laughs> sit there and blowing up somebody's phone over like we're divorced a dinner yeah you know what i'm saying like you're his brother's ex why are you texting like you know what i'm saying what do you think is going to happen there she doesn't even go here <laughs> yeah but anyways guys hopefully you enjoyed this episode did you enjoy recording i did i forget how much fun recording actually is until we are recording yeah and this time we were just like let's go yeah getting back into the swing of things it was like we never left (laughs) (laughs) but anyways guys let me know your thoughts send me a dm on instagram i check all of them and if you're listening to this on a podcast platform make sure to leave a review but until next time Talk toxic to you later. Bye.